All right, guys. My name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sihan, and today I actually have a co-host with me. Megan Rose is hanging out with us today. We're doing um, an awesome interview with Rodney Norman, who some of you may be very familiar with. He was on my show during during the two three year time. I won't say the name of that season, and maybe hopefully. We're <laughs> out of that but for the sake of the the show being on youtube we're not going to say anything about the stuff or that time period or why we were in that time period or mention anything that starts with a c so <laughs> before we get started just a reminder to please um share this like it give us some love um subscribe and go to swiftfire.org where you can get on our podcast and see all our latest shows. We're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, all the different things, Amazon, Alexa, and just go to swiftfire.org for that. But Megan, you got any opening words to say hi to everybody? Just hi, everyone. I'm excited. Like, I hopefully I can hear a joke or something. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Rodney, we are happy to have you back. Thanks for coming back to be with us today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to be anywhere nowadays. So, yay. Awesome. This is awesome. Yes. And one of the main reasons why I had you on in, the, uh, what I guess, a year ago-ish uh, was because a lot of people were at home, stuck in their house, having issues with all the things and eating and binging on Netflix and drinking a lot, doing drugs, doing all this stuff to try to like, <laughs> escape, you know, but one of my escapes and it's a good escape is laughter. And that's the title of the show is laughter is medicine. As a doctor, uh, I know that I have used laughter with my patients, um, with myself, even coming out of my own health mm -hmm. crisis. Megan is an uh, ICU nurse. And she also has her own podcast and show. Um, so we both, all of us know that stress relief is a big deal, both with short-term and long-term effects with laughter, including um, getting more oxygen, increasing endorphins, relaxing the nervous system, soothing muscles, which is interesting, stimulating circulation. It helps with immunity, um, anxiety, depression, also protects from damaging emotional and physical stress reactors. Um, but mm -hmm. so, yeah, I was binging on funny shows and that's how I found you because you were taking mm -hmm. something that was kind of painful, but making it like tolerable and really causing people to think. So how long have you had this character was that something that was birthed out of that season or was that before or kind of give us a little background? Well, well the, the character has been part of my act for, oh, you know, 20 years off and on. Uh, but finally, I had sort of an epiphany one day when I saw a friend of mine who's one of these life coaches, uh, gurus on on uh, Instagram, and he posted this uh, this video and he's just telling he's leaning against his wall and in his hallway and he's saying hey do you need permission to be happy and successful well i'm here to give you that permission 
And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing. And yet, uh, you know, it, he meant well, you know, I, I get it. But uh, it was just then that I thought, that's it. Uh, my uh, my character, who's based off my drunk grandfather, uh, giving the world's worst uh, life advice. So it's the world's worst motivational speaker. Because uh, he, he's, he's everything that you do, do not expect to be from a, a motivational speaker. Uh, it looks horrible. Uh, he's not in shape. He doesn't say anything correctly. Uh, it's a complete disaster, and yet it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So, but yes, laughter is the key to to everything, and this, that's kind of my point of of the whole thing. Was you know everybody was so stressed out and cranky, and every comedian uh, that I knew was all doing angry rants, and you know it's it just everything was topical and everything was political and. I thought, I just want to be silly. I just want to be, you know, let, let's just chill out here a little bit. Because when you're stressed out, you make bad decisions. Mm. And if you're laughing and you're looking at the situation with a sense of humor, it makes it easier to deal with and uh, helps you make better choices as well. So as my whole point is, hey, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's horrible. But hey, we can still have a good time regardless. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would call it like a def like laughter, a defense mechanism, but I find like I've been in situations where I'm like, this is just effed up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like I, you have to like I have to laugh about it and then like I'm OK, you know. Yeah. But, but like uh, Charnel brought up my ICU experience. I made a lot of jokes when I was a nurse and some of them off color jokes, I do admit. But it's because in like a life or death situation, it's like you have to have that kind of like comic relief. Otherwise, you kind of go crazy. Oh, absolutely. That's you know, I was uh, I served in the Marine Corps, and uh, you'll never see a darker humor than uh, being in the Marine Corps. Yeah. You know, because you know when when the idea, I mean, your whole purpose of existence in in the Marine Corps is to uh, you know destroy things and kill people. And uh, you, you, you have to have a very strange uh, uh, frame of uh, reference to uh, operate in, under those conditions. Just knowing that, you know, death is part of the job, whether it's uh, you killing them or they're killing you. Yeah. And humor is a great way of just being able to deal with the whole situation. And, you know, and everything. Yeah, yeah doctors and nurses, they, they, uh, police officers, firemen, EMTs. They have some of the darkest humor of anyone because yeah. you have to. You really have to. It's true. I used to take flushes, like saline flushes, you know, that you'd push drug after a yeah. drug. And I used to spray them at people like, <laughs> like other nurses on their computers, just spray them. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I like, too, that you brought up that you think clearer. Because when you're in fight or flight, there's all kinds of chemicals that happen on a brain, yeah. physio, you know, physiological level, and everything goes to this to the limbs to run, right? So everything leaves the brain and the stomach, so there's no digestion going on. You know, if something's chasing you, 
you it's good to be able to run and get away but you don't want to live there because then you're going to not make choices that are very good yeah. because you're clouded so when you're laughing you're relaxing and you're having all the positive stuff that happen and yeah you can I, that's a really good point to be able to make clear decisions when you're not stressed out is like just having mm -hmm. that and and it landing you know somewhere and going oh that's what i need to do you know so that's really good i know megan was wanting to ask about like your childhood you want to ask a little bit about that megan <laughs> so were you always funny like were you funny as a kid or did your childhood experiences like morph you into being funny oh yeah i was a i was a middle child i was uh <laughs> uh we had six six kids in my immediate family, and then I had a uh, had an older uh, you know half brother, but there there was a six of us, and I was number four, so I was right in the middle, and so the only way I could get attention was by being funny. So, yeah, and uh, I I've just always just kind of looked at life, uh, you know, with a, a a bit of a sense of humor. I just thought it was all rather ridiculous and absurd, and I was just going to have a good time regardless. Yeah. So I've noticed, like I've noticed from my own experiences, like when you look at things from a higher perspective or a higher vibration, things look really ironic. It's hard to explain, oh, yeah. but my experiences with like extraterrestrials or higher, like unseen, like energies, it looks like life here on earth looks very like funny and ironic. And cause our, like our human brain, like what we consider our problems is like a lower frequency. And then when you come out and expands, like it just looks, it's hard to explain, but it just looks silly. So oh, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. The human condition is the most ridiculous thing ever. And when you see it for what it really is, you can't help but laugh and you can't help but just find this whole thing ridiculous. Yeah. You know, everything, as I tell, everything that you think is a problem now you know in a year from now you won't even remember it i mean think about what was the biggest problem you had this time last year you probably can't even remember what it is and yet that's what we all focus on is these immediate problems and then we just go from one problem to another and then we're always stressed out it's like none of this stuff is worth being stressed out about i mean this is such a a small part of our full existence and getting people to comprehend and understand that, see it from that, boy, once 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 it comes clear, boy, it just life just gets a lot more fun. Well, I, and I love how you take you kind of have like a philosophy kind of very fit, like you deep subjects, but make them funny or kind of like make fun of them, but also get a point across, like you're saying something. Also, you know, like. I don't know. I can't think of any examples. Maybe you have some examples right yeah. now. Right? Oh, no, no, that's exactly uh, the, the goal was, you know, I have a philosophy degree. Oh, and, uh, really? Yes. And so I had, I had, I had aspirations to become a uh, college professor. And then I thought, you know, nobody really listens to philosophers anymore because philosophers are always talking about things that the only people that comprehend what they're talking about is other philosophers. And I wanted to I wanted to share philosophy with the rest of the world in a way that they would enjoy it. And so being able to kind of bring all these things, you know, my experience as a stand up comedian, as an actor and then uh, philosophy and 
you know, public speaking and, and all bringing all this stuff together uh, has just been an absolute delight. So yes, yes, there's there's uh, every every video I do has an underlying philosophy to it. And uh, some people get it, some people don't. You know, uh, some people look at me and just go, "Who is this idiot? This moron? Why does he keep popping up on my uh, my news feed?" And other people watch it and go, uh, "You know, they 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 have those moments where they realize, hey, my life isn't that bad actually. I'm doing all right.' You know, I find like if you take yourself too seriously, then like you run e into like even more problems. You know, oh. like. So I for so I was a nurse, but I also have like a mediumship psychic business. And if I were to take myself too seriously, then it just like <laughs> you can't because you're talking about stuff that no one else can see. Right. But I find yeah. like if you obviously if you take yourself too seriously, you're like in your ego and it can just come into like, I don't know, run into more problems. But do you find yourself do you have to be detached from society to find humor in it? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it, we, we like to say that it's a detached, but I, I, I think when you separate yourself from it, you actually become more hyper aware of it. So actually, so by trying not to be a part of it, you, you become engulfed in it, you know, yeah, um, mm -hmm. that's, I, I think that's the best way to explain it. And, and. And when you can really step back and get yourself kind of out of that, well, I, I think that probably the best way to think of it is instead of thinking of what I like to call the infant self, which is our, you know, we're, we're, we're very limited in our physical reality. Um, but if we can think of life from our infinite self, which is our spiritual and our, our bigger expanding, when you look at life from that perspective and maintain that perspective, your, your infinite self um, grows and gets gets better, you know, as it as it enters the infinite looking. And as you start to see things from a spiritual perspective, from an eternal perspective, it just makes everything so much easier. Because you, you, you start to understand that this is, uh, in some ways, this is a game. In some ways, this really is kind of a simulation. Simulation. And when you start to understand yeah, when you start to understand what that means, um, and it, and when we say simulation, it's not it's not to the um, uh, you know to, to completely disregard this and say this doesn't matter because it's obvious a simulation of something that's of of some some importance. Yeah, and so obviously we're we're here to gain something. We're here to learn something, and if we get so stressed out, we we miss the point of what we're trying to learn. Yeah, my mentor, my mentor yeah. used to say that he had a near-death experience, my mentor. And when he came back or whatever, he said the only thing that, that this light would say to everybody who was coming from Earth or whatever um, was, did you learn to love? And so his whole message was, you know, getting into this remembrance of love and and being loved to everyone while we're here because we're in earth school and you know whether it's a simulation or not i get what you're saying who knows if it's a real simulation there's definitely actors and things behind the scenes and things going on it's just like okay what is this show about what is this circus going on and sometimes yeah. I'm like, 
is this real? This cannot be real. Am I real? Like what's happening? You know, but when I think there's like a conditioning too that, that, ha that is an opportunity as far as your brain to either be mesmerized by the negative and just stay entrained in that or focus and, you know, on purpose, find humor and or watch funny things or do anything, you know, like it's a choice like you were talking about. And, and some people like really love watching the news or staying in that chaotic fear of the yeah. next going to happen. And some people kind of like go, you know what, I'm off this roller coaster. I'm going to focus on other things because what we focus on, we make room for. So do you yeah. think people should, could, could train themselves to, to look differently or to look at things differently or to spend their time differently? Oh, sure. You know, I, I, I've had people kind of one of the biggest criticisms people have of me is they say, oh, this uh, positive attitude nonsense doesn't really change anything. You know, it's just window dressing, if you will. And I like to point out that, you know, being ang angry, ornery and cantankerous doesn't change anything either. At least if you're laughing and happy and having a good time, you know, that's not a bad thing. Plus, it, you know, it clears your mind, helps you see things from a better perspective. And so the, the, I, I think the people get dismissive of the idea that if you're positive or if you're looking at things from, a, a, from an eternal perspective, that somehow that that's childish or, or silly. Well, yeah, it probably is, but that's the best way to be because children see things through the way it really is. You know, children are connected uh, in so many ways to our spiritual and and the physical world. And if we we lose that over the years, we lose that. It's kind of trained out of us. And if we, I mean, we we get ourselves back to that childlike state, boy, life is so much more enjoyable. You know, even the bad times aren't aren't that bad. Yeah, I, I do this thing yeah. in meditation where I'll like look at myself, my third eye, and like there'll be worry, anxiety, fear, whatever. But then like my higher self, like I almost kind of separate myself, will see it as it's just my ego trying to protect myself. So I'm just trying yeah. to, it's literally just a defense mechanism. It doesn't actually exist. And then honestly, like sometimes I start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like why would i even like there's nothing there's nothing that there's no attachment to it it's just it's uh, like a um almost like a genetic programming of like an animal sort of if that makes mm -hmm. sense but oh yeah i think like getting control over your own mind and your own thoughts laughter and is a higher frequency and it helps do that you know, if you can't laugh, also, like, if you can't laugh at stuff, like, what is the point of this whole thing? Like, you don't want to, why wouldn't we want to smile and, like, laugh through life? And I've also heard that um, making jokes, like, or being able to laugh is a sign of higher intelligence. And I don't know how that works, like, with the left and the right brain. Like, if, they're, if there's a way that they have to communicate, like, the... Um, Oh, I remember this from school. It like strengthens the um, neural connections in the brain. Mm -hmm. So it actually is a sign of, of being of a higher intelligence. <laughs> so would you say, Rodney, that comedians are the smartest people you've ever met? Absolutely. Yeah. 
without a doubt. <laughs> you need to listen to us. We know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Well, you know, because humor, you know, to really understand and get humor, you have to be able to see all the different aspects of what's being talked about. Because often when jokes are done, they're not about what they're actually talking about. They're about other things and being able to understand the analogy and the allegory that's taking place. It takes a, a, a vast amount of intelligence to grasp it. That's why so many people, you know, have fallen for this cancel culture nonsense about humor. They're like, oh, how dare you laugh about this? It's like, you know, it's, it's like Don Rickles. I, 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 mention, I bring him up all the time because, you know, uh, modern society will look at Don Rickles and say, oh, he was he was horrible because he had all these racist jokes and he was he was always making fun of the races, always stereotypical jokes. And, oh, it was horrible. He was demeaning towards men, women. He was just, oh, he was horrible. But the higher understanding of what he was doing was he was mocking racism. He wasn't in. He wasn't glorifying racism. He was mocking it. He was expressing how stupid it was to judge somebody because of the color of their skin. He, he exposed it for the ridiculousness of it. But if you're not smart enough to comprehend what's going on, then you're a stupid person and you get offended. Yeah, and I've always said the most offended people are the stupid people. That's why we need to stop coddling them because they're idiots. It, it is. And you know, when, you, when you apologize to an idiot, you confirm to them that they think they're smarter. Mm. No, they're just an idiot. We need to stop coddling them. I agree. We need to mock and ridicule them more often is what we need to do. I totally agree. I think this whole cancel culture and Megan and I have talked about this like so many times. It's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. Um, going back to the whole like training yourself. I mean, after a hard day of like dealing with patients or, you know, doing whatever I'm doing or just doing interviews all day or whatever, I on purpose, when I get finished, go and my husband and I, we have dinner, we do whatever. And then I watch comedy because that is a stress relief for me to, to be like, I need to laugh. I don't care what it is, um, you know, and I'll find you. I'll go watch your stuff. You always have the greatest, newest stuff and it just cracks me up. Um, and then Ricky uh, Gervais, uh, oh, yes. he's one that really like people don't like. Um, but but if he's one, I think that would fit under what you were saying is like he makes fun of all these things that are actual real things, and some people don't yeah. like that, what he's talking about. But I think play for no reason. Like there needs to be that childhood thing that you said, where it's just like kids are picking it up, but we condition ourselves to make everything so serious and not not play anymore you know mm -hmm. is important absolutely play i mean if you're if you're playing and having a good time and you're getting paid to do it that's a great career you know and so if you're doing things that you enjoy and you love doing and it brings you joy and you're doing things to make it even more enjoyable i mean how how can you get upset about that you know and I, I see people all the time. It's like, oh, you, you know, you need to be more serious. You need to take things more serious. I'm like, no, the stuff that you want to get serious about is stupid. <laughs> all this, the you know, the, the politics is the most ridiculous. 
the political system that we have is is completely broken. It's a disaster. We all know it's a disaster, but we all try to be somber and uh, honest and sincere about it. It's like, no, it's garbage. It's a complete disaster. It needs to be mocked and ridiculed at every possible turn. It's a horrible system we got going on now. There, there's a lot of horrible systems. I agree. I think yes. Overall, everything horrible systems that I'm not going to name all the things, but and scientifically, too, I'll say this I know Megan's going to jump in, but even if you feel bad, like if you're having like a really crappy day, if you make yourself smile or make yourself laugh, then it changes you immediately. And if you, I find that if I hear someone laugh, even if I'm not feeling funny or whatever, if I just put on a show that's funny and I hear them laughing or someone's in the room laughing, that is super contagious. And it just makes me laugh hearing people laugh. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, been, it's been proven in studies that when you laugh, your body automatically just relaxes because laughter is a an indicator to your, to your physical self that everything's okay. You laugh when things are good. And so when you're laughing and you're smiling, your body just goes, oh, we're good. We're okay. All right. Cool. I and so if you just take it upon yourself to laugh and smile, it just automatically just calms you, calms you right down. It's true. Like when I am feeling stressed, I always put on TikTok. And I swear, people make the funniest TikToks ever. And I will be <laughs> laughing so hard. And the other night I had my windows open in my bedroom and I watched this one TikTok for like 30 times in a row. I was howling, like yelling. <laughs> I thought for sure my neighbors would like call the police or something. And I would have <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, it's one of my favorite things to do. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm wondering too. I'm curious. I talked to your wife a couple of times when we were setting this up the first time. But how is, do you have kids and how does your wife, like, is she funny too? Like, she seems like you would have to have a funny wife, right? Or Oh, uh, she's, she is funny. Uh, we, we have a great relationship. We're always teasing each other, making fun of each other, trying to make each other laugh. It's just, it's a lot of fun. And then my kids are all really funny. Three of them have actually done stand up in the past, you know, given a shot at it. Um, I have one boy, his name is Joshua, who is just, I, he's smarter than me and he's funnier than me. And I can't get him, I keep trying to encourage him to do stand up or to get into comedy. And I, he just, he just doesn't want to do it, but, oh, he's so funny. So yeah, my, yeah, my kids are great. They're all very funny. They have a great sense of humor. Very, very, uh, very intelligent. Cause they say your intelligence comes from the mother, right? I didn't know and, that. Uh, yeah, that is one of the, the things that they find is usually your intelligence comes from your mother. And so I, I married well. I married somebody who was smarter than me. So the kids had a better shot. Uh, that's funny. So, were your siblings like funny growing up or were you like the only one? Yeah, I had. Uh, yeah, they were they were fairly funny. I had a cousin who was just about a year older than me who I hung out with all the time. And we were constantly making each other laugh. I mean, we were making up skits and we used to do a, a skit for Boy Scouts um, that we used to travel around and do all the time. People requested us to come in and do it because it was a silly 
you know, little comedy duo that we were doing. Um, so, so that, that, that was probably my biggest, biggest influence was my cousin, just, uh, just goofing off with him all the time. Yeah. We'd, we'd put on a little, um, concerts and stuff in her backyard, my grandmother's backyard for my, uh, Hmm. Uh, us and her cousins and like my first real performance I ever gave was uh, I lip synced to Croc- Crocodile Rock <laughs> you know and I had dressed up my cousin my older cousin had made glasses that were really big and I had the feather boas and all that weird nonsense it was it was great I remember it vividly I remember how exciting it was especially you know my aunt my grandpa is la- clapping I was just like oh yeah this is it <laughs> That's what I'm doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, who were your influences as far as comedians? Oh, yeah, because I used to try to watch the Tonight Show whenever they had stand up on all the time. And so, uh, you know, I remember uh, Richard Lewis uh, was one I, I loved watching. Uh, um, Bob Newhart was my favorite when I was younger. He, I just absolutely adored that dude. And uh, I, I liked Rich Little. Um, um, as I got older, I would say uh, uh, Robin Williams mm. was a huge, huge influence. And then, of course, uh, I, I hate to say it, but Cosby. Uh, you know, back before we knew he was a creep, uh, he was actually very funny, very talented stand-up. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, that's frustrating. You find out your heroes are horrible monsters. But uh, no, it was uh, yeah. I just I loved stand-up when I was a kid. I loved comedy, uh, and I just it's something I'd always wanted to do, but I'd never. You know, I, I think part of me was like, oh, I don't think I'm funny enough. You know, no. they're, no. you know, but uh, my wife was always pushing me after we got married. You know, she kept pushing me to do stand up. So she was really the reason I got into stand up. Oh, OK. She's the one who finally just just kept pushing me. And I finally got to a point where I was like, OK, I'll do it. And I went to an open mic, did a couple jokes, got a few laughs. And I was like, OK, this is my life's calling. Here we go. Thank God. Um, but thank yeah. your wife for us, for sure. Yes, yes. She she deserves all the blame. So well, tell us where you are now, what you have upcoming. Um, you know, I don't know if Megan has any more questions too, but you're at, you're actually in Utah right now, right? Yeah, I'm in Utah. I'm doing a, a show this weekend. Uh, I'm actually uh, coming out with a new – I'm – I'm combining motivational uh, uh, motivational talk and comedy. So we're going to see how it goes. Should be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm here in Utah, a place called The Hive in Provo this weekend. And then uh, next week I'm in uh, June 11th, I'm at The Mediator, which is in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, and yes, you might be sitting there going, wow, gas prices and you're traveling like this. Yes. It, I, I'm losing money on every single gig I do, but mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm having so much uh, such a good time uh, I can't stop myself. Um, 
And then after that, we're going to be in Texas at Hyenas on June 15th and then a place called Smoke Monkey on the 18th. So that's what I got going now. And uh, stuff's coming in all the time. So we're people are starting to figure out that I, I do live stand-up comedy. So uh, that's that's starting to help. We'll definitely take this out. Yes. Megan, do you have anything? Just that I'm excited to watch your spiritually incorrect stand up. Because that's <laughs> I think it's so it's so funny. Like the enlightened leader like telling people what to do or like just anything spiritually incorrect I find hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Well, because you know, a lot of these uh, people are they get in to become the spiritual gurus. Most of them, it's just nonsense. Yeah, I mean, you listen to them. It's like, what? Do you, I don't think you even know what you're talking about. <laughs> but people will go, oh, because they don't understand it. They go, oh, well, he must be enlightened because I can't comprehend what he's saying. And no, he doesn't even understand what he's saying. <laughs> so, so it's kind of fun to make fun of those guys. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> I thought the same or like um, becoming like a guru to try and like liberate people, but you're really like a more like a cult leader, like starting your own religion kind of thing. <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. I, well, I've, I, I've had people that think I should start a cult. So <laughs> if it's a laughter cult, I'm there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Be the most, uh, be the most uncultish cult ever. Uncultish cult. Well, give us any final words and then also like just encouragement to people and then tell us where people can find you. I know you have all your social media. I'm going to provide all the links and stuff, but I like to have, you know, people say it out loud verbally in case they don't look at the links. But any final words where we're at? I mean, any encouragement to people? Any anything you want to say to people watching? Um. Well, we're obviously put here on this earth uh, without any real knowledge of what's going on because whoever or whatever decided to put us here thought it would be distracting. So uh, they put us down here. Uh, here we are. We're not quite sure why we're here or what's going on. Uh, so all we, we can really determine uh, at this point is that uh, we should always have a good time while we're here. You know, whether whether you believe there's a God person in charge or if it's just the universe uh, just kind of milling about and a bunch of happy accidents brought us here. Regardless, this is a pretty cool life. This is a pretty cool thing that we got a, got a chance to live and do. And so uh, live it for all it's worth and have a good time. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And... Uh, and you might be sitting there going, well, Rodney, how do I do that? Well, your first step is to go to RodneyNorma.com and buy stuff from me. Yes. Because <laughs> it'll bring you joy and it'll bring me joy. So we're all, we both walk away from the whole situation happier. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So you guys go. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. Are you on TikTok? Oh, yeah. I'm on TikTok. You're everywhere. Yes. And definitely. Definitely go to the website, check out all his stuff, buy all his stuff, go see him live. I would like to personally see you live whenever you're around here somewhere. But, but yeah, I just encourage everybody watching to please connect with his website, go see, uh, go see his stuff and see him live. 
Anything final you have to say, Megan, before we part today? I don't think so. Thanks for coming on. It was nice to meet you. Oh, it was a pleasure meeting you. Awesome. Well, we just think you're awesome. Uh, I appreciate your humor. And whether that's dark and says a lot about me, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but we enjoy you very much. And it always, like, if I'm ever having a moment where I'm like, what in the world? Or just sad or something serious is going on. I know where to go and it always changes my perspective. It always gives me some grounding and a little bit of, when you laugh out loud, when I laugh out loud, I know that that's funny. There's people I watch and it's like, you kind of sit there and you might get one or two every now and then. And, and you just kind of like, uh -huh, you know, or, but when I watch him, when I watch you, Rodney, I am literally laughing out loud. Like I'm hearing myself laugh. And I can feel it all on my body, and I'm just like, you're my, you're my laugh guy for sure. So everyone, oh, go watch. You. Yes, awesome. Well, enjoy your Costco shopping trip or whatever you're, whatever you're doing today. And, I'm here, I'm, um, I just come here for the hot dogs. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good. Enjoy your hot dog, and thank you, Megan, for hanging out with us too. And you guys can catch her on YouTube and, you know, where, where can people find you, Megan? On Telegram and on YouTube. Yes. So yeah. you guys go check her out too. And y'all have a great rest of your week and we'll see you again soon. Thanks a lot. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks Rodney. We'll see you. Thank you.